Thanks for joining us today on the Noisy Pixels podcast. I am so excited uh, about today's show. Um, I'm going to talk about some of my favorite things, uh, things that I've uh, either seen in the last year or two, or things I'm looking forward to coming up, or things I've tried this year that I'm like, hey, uh, man, if I had a couple extra dollars, I would uh, totally get, um, but I got to, to either enjoy um, or rented or borrowed or, or just demoed. Um, so uh, strap in, it's going to be a good uh, episode. There's not a guest today, um, it's just, just me solo. But I promise there's going to be a guest next week. Okay, I'm going to get back into the swing of these things. And, um, and next week, there will be a guest, I promise. Um, I've already uh, uh, talked to him. It's going to be awesome. All right, uh, and uh, here we go. I'm just going to kind of go over things that I like. Some of these things on this list are not necessarily from 2018. Uh, some of them are. Uh, but I'm going to talk about some things that I um, I absolutely uh, think uh, they're good enough to share with people. Uh, so that's what I'm going to go with. Obviously, I'm gearing this towards more people that um, kind of speak my language as far as uh, audio, video, and lighting. Um, creatives, you know, that's kind of what I do. I probably haven't introduced myself thoroughly. But yeah, that's I lead a team of production and creative people. Uh, for a nonprofit organization in Orlando, Florida. I won't give too much detail, um, but if you follow me, you'll know exactly uh, where I work. Um, let's start off with uh, something that's not techie, though. That's kind of what I want to do um, to open it up. There's been two books that I've read this year that have really impacted me. Um, and I've reread one of them twice already. It's been just just about a year, and I've read it three times, and it's really, really good. Just some things that I want to sink into me. Um, and that one is called How to Lead When You're Not in Charge. And it's written by uh, a pastor of uh, North Point Community Church. He's the campus pastor there. And um, his name is uh, Clay Scroggins. And uh, he's he's really awesome. He he um, I have the physical book and the audible copy. Um, on audible, he reads it, which is really cool because he has a great voice for speaking. Um, he's also uh, pretty young. Um, I believe he's in his thirties still. Uh, I could be wrong, but I I think he is. Um, so he's he's real uh, modern or. I don't want to say hip, but um, he, he's cool. I really like the way he uh, brings points across with uh, not only like personal stories, but he's also like um, just kind of making things uh, relevant. And that's that's uh, hard to do in a leadership book uh, without sounding cheesy or sales pitchy or, um, you know, trying to be that whole motivational speaker thing. He's more of a, a realist about things, and I really, really appreciate that in a book, um, especially when it's something on the topic of leading, uh, which um, in his book he argues, and it's it's a great point, that we're, we're all leaders. No matter how many people we actually lead or if we're just leading ourselves, we're, we're all called to lead, which is really neat. The other book that I really liked this year that I read is called Everybody Always. And it's by uh, Bob Goff. If uh, if you haven't read any of his books or seen him speak before, he's a real. Uh, he describes himself as a quirky guy, 
Um, he's a lawyer by trade, uh, but he is, I would say, a motivational speaker. He's um, kind of a life coach, um, but not in any of the traditional ways. He's not a Tony Robbins kind of thing or anything like that. He, he's he's really funny, number one, like really, really funny. I, I think he's, uh, he's a hoot to, to listen to and to read. Um, also, he's... Um, He's got a heart of gold, man. This guy and his wife and his family, they do some amazing things around the world. And uh, everybody always is just a absolute, uh, just a testament to what they do. And um, you got to read it. Um, what's funny is he wrote another book first, uh, but I haven't read that one, but I have read this one. And um, it's actually on my list now, my wish list on Audible to read the first one now because I'm so intrigued. I was so intrigued by this one. And the only reason why I read this one first was I heard him speak um, at another church, and um, and I, I just he was pushing this book, and I was like, man, I, I've got to read this book. It's it's pretty cool. It's a really good book. So that's out of the way. Um, those are those are the books. My next topic for favorite things uh, is podcasts. It's still not. Uh, it's not completely techie, um, but uh, these are my favorite podcasts. Uh, one of the one of the podcasts I listen to weekly uh, is called the Accidental Tech Podcast. Uh, or short, it's called ATP. Uh, it's one of my favorite shows. Um, it's three guys. Uh, uh, some are still programmers. Uh, some are former programmers. Um, and trust me. Um, you don't have to be a programmer to listen to this podcast. It's really good. They talk about uh, tech stuff. They talk mainly about Apple. It's a very Apple-bent um, podcast. But um, it's really cool seeing the interaction between these guys. They're really, really nice dudes. They're genuinely nice dudes, it sounds like. Um, you get to really learn their life, learn about their families, um, which is really cool. If you kind of feel like you're friends with them before you even, you know, you've ever met them, which is really neat and genuine. I like that. Um it's a long one. I like to have it on um, when I'm doing stuff like uh, vacuuming or, or doing those kind of mindless things um, just because um, it just feels like there's there's something to gain out of their perspective on things. They are Apple professionals. Um, so, you know, you hear a lot of conversations that are relevant to us as far as uh, things that they would like change on the Mac Pro, things they would like change on the iMac Pro and the Mac Mini that just came out, which... Uh, which we just got one. I, I really love it. It's rocking uh, really nice. Um, and things like that, business strategies that Apple, uh, you know, they think Apple needs to do or just kind of a analysis of those uh, businesses that they're getting into. It's pretty neat. I, I love the podcast. They also talk about other things like um, cars and, um, you know, uh, Internet of Things devices and things like that. Um, another podcast that I really, really love, and what's funny about this podcast is that I kind of avoided it for a while because I heard one podcast that I wasn't really, it didn't catch me the first time I heard it. I don't know why, but I absolutely love it, and it's something that everyone listens to. I'm sure a lot of people listen to. I shouldn't say everyone, but 99% Invisible is one of my favorite podcasts as well. Um, it's a design podcast, but it, in design, more of the sense of the actual word, the actual definition of design. A lot of people think of design, and they think about graphics graphic design and they think about you know designing a, a like a car or something like that but this is design in every sense of the word uh, for example um there's an episode on the design of chairs that they used on military on military ships 
um, and how the contract and how the build of it had to be durable and had to last a long time. And they talk about that specific chair that they actually ended up picking and also like all the imitations that came out afterwards, but all the thought process and the material designer that went into that. Um, there's another one on um, the design of a city and how when they first built the city, they built it uh, too low uh, elevation-wise, so they ended up having to build it on top, but they left a lot of the um, the infrastructure underneath, so there actually are like tours of this city underground, which is really, really fascinating. Um, I don't remember which city it was, but um, you should just go back and listen to every single episode. It's really, really, really neat. And Roman Mars has the best voice I've ever heard in a podcast. It's it's It sounds like... No, I can't even do it. I, I can't even imitate it, but he gets really low and quiet. And it's just... it's it's You're just like, you're captivated from the moment he starts. It's pretty cool. 99% Invisible is that one. Another podcast I, liked, I like a lot is uh, called How I Built This. And they're interviews with... Um, with people that started companies, and what I what I find fascinating about it is, um, you hear a lot of struggles, um, you hear a lot of insight. Um, they, there's always a at the end of every episode, he asked uh, the founders how much of their success they can attribute to chance or or luck, and how much um, they attribute towards like just working hard and 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 skill, and it's interesting. Um, the perspective that they have on it, uh, depending on who you're listening to on there. But, oh, man, it's so good. It's really, really good. You get to learn how companies like Five Guys and Southwest Airlines, that's a really good episode. And you kind of get to hear the heart behind all these people and what they, what, they, um, what they planned on doing and what they ended up doing and what they ended up becoming. It's really, really, really neat. Um, to hear all these perspectives and um, just to kind of hear the struggle and, and realize that a lot of these people really had to work their tail off um, to, to overcome odds and things. I love, love, love this podcast. And that is called How I Built This. Um, another podcast I listen to, it comes out, I want to say it's it's either once a week or twice a week. I can't keep up sometimes. It's called uh, the Petapixel Photography Podcast. And even if you're not a photographer, um, if you're a video guy, you should definitely listen to this podcast. Um, it's really, really good. Um, it's done by a guy named Sharky James. And um, it's really, it's just one guy talking in the microphone. It's way better than this. Um, he, just, he just has a way of being able to carry the whole show by himself, uh, which is really cool. Um, he does segments on different stories that are coming out on petapixel.com and, um, they're just great. His perspective on things is awesome. Um, he's a professional. Um, you can, you can definitely catch that in the way he speaks about things. Um, and, uh, you should check it out. Petapixel photography podcast. Another, um, show that I've been listening to for years and it's, um, it's called radio lab. It's really eccentric. I think that's the best way to say it. I mean, even in the show intro, um, the little the little uh, stinger they have at the beginning, it's really um, unique, and I love the stereo imaging on it. I love to have both my headphones in uh, or my earbuds in for for that show. 
you get to hear things um, in a whole different way. I love the way they go back and forth on uh, not only um, just stories, but like um, sound effects and they, they, the way they push music. They get original scores done. It's really, really an elegant show. Um, very eccentric on topics, but it, I love it. Great show. Radio Lab. Another show that kind of rambles. It's definitely a really long show, but it's called The, the Talk Show uh, with John Gruber. Um, and it's really good. It, he's he's a longtime Mac fan, uh, Mac writer. He runs a website called DaringFireball.com. And um, he's been around the industry for a very long time. And he's got some insights. He's a former programmer, uh, designer. He, he, his perspective on design is great. Um, he's, he, he, he appreciates good design, uh, which, is, uh, which is hard to come by these days. Um, but that's called The Talk Show by John Gruber. I don't know if it's called the talk show by John Gruber, but I know it's called the talk show, and the guy hosting it's called John John Gruber. Last one on my list. I listen to more podcasts than this, but these are the ones that I absolutely listen to every week just to hear, uh, to make sure I, I catch up on it. It's called Upgrade, and Upgrade is a great show. Um, it's done by um, Mike Hurley and Jason Snell. Um, really good podcast. They pretty much just kind of go over some Apple stuff, but it's, you know, sometimes it's more than Apple stuff. They do a rundown, um, every week with, uh, some stuff with, um, like media type stuff, like, Hey, what's going on with the movies or, or going on with, uh, for instance, Netflix and any other streaming providers. There's a couple of great segments in there. I'd recommend that show to anybody that's looking for a long listen as well. Um, it's really long, but it's really good. Like I really like, I really like uh, listening to the way. Sometimes they they agree, sometimes they don't agree. Uh, what's cool is uh, when they do when there's an Apple event, they usually do a um, they do kind of like a competition to see who gets the most uh, things right from the keynote, like guesses beforehand. They lock it all in, and then they do the show, and then they see who wins, which is pretty neat. That's kind of my list of the go-to podcasts. There's other podcasts I listen to. You know, there's a couple of churches that I subscribe to, kind of hear what they're doing. I also listen to um, some stuff on, on on finances. I listen to mar- Marketplace. I've listened to Marketplace since I was in middle school, probably, um, which doesn't sound like a long time, but uh, it wasn't a long time. Okay, uh, so for the next segment, I'm going to go back to the nerdy side. We're going to talk about gear, gear that um, I've either acquired uh, over the last year or I've used um, that I've really stuck out in my head. Um, one of the ones that, um, I don't know if I got it last year. It might have been the year before. I don't remember. Um, but the Sennheiser AVX kit, um, it's really an awesome, easy to set up uh, wireless solution. Um, the receiver is pretty neat. It um, it has an XLR like uh, a male XLR built into it, which is really cool. Um, and it comes with a little adapter that goes XLR to um, to eighth inch, uh, which I use um, on my Sony A7 III or A7S II. Um, I also um, have used it on my Panasonic's, um, just plugging right into the XLR port. I've used it on my Zoom F8, uh, which is really nice. It's just XLR right in. 
Um, and then on the other side, it comes with the, uh, you can get it with variants, but it's a regular Sennheiser transmitter. Um, it's just the AVX blend to it. Um, really simple operation. It takes the Sennheiser plug, so whatever that normal um, uh, 3.5 millimeter jack is for Sennheiser microphones. Um, it's really, really, really neat. It sounds great. Um, there's not a lot of control on it. So if you're looking for like gain control and things like that, there's an output you selector on the receiver, uh, but that's about it. There's nothing else. You can mute the transmitter, um, but the battery life is really cool. The batteries are rechargeable via micro USB. Um, I'm telling you, I, I, I was telling one of the guys in the office this week, I charged, I charged that thing back in the beginning of December and I just charged it last week and I use it every single week to record multiple videos. Um, so it lasts a long, and it tells you in hours, um, how long it's left on the battery. And I think the last time I charged it up and I put it in, I want to say it said 17 hours, which is incredible. Um, pretty neat little device. The Sennheiser AVX, uh, wireless kit. Really nice. Um, the next thing I'm going to talk about is an LED, um, it's like an LED, uh, travel light, I guess, if you want to call it that. It's called uh, it's called the Bolt 250. I think it's made by like I'm gonna say like Core. I wish I should have had it in, in here when I was recording this. It's a great little LED light. Uh, I got I got it. It was recommended to me by uh, Caleb Jimenez, who was on the first episode of this podcast. It's a little LED light. Um, it's super bright. Uh, it's bicolor, so you can go all the way from like I'm just taking a guess here. It's probably like 2800 Kelvin to uh, maybe 6,000. Um, but it's, it's really warm to really cool. I love it. You can dim the led lights as well. It's pretty neat and it's great. It's battery operated. Uh, there's a Sony battery that goes on the back of it so you can take it. It's wireless. It lasts a really long time. I've used it on a few shoots and only gone through about half battery, um, which is really neat. I love, I love, love, love the portability of it and the bicolor. Uh, thing I've used it a few times now, um, just as a single light instead of using another light with it. <laughs> Actually, man, it has improved um, the look of my running gun stuff um, by leaps and bounds. But you can't tell that there's a light there. But without it, you can absolutely see it, which is really really neat. Um, you can see the worth of it, and um, I got it sometime during the holidays. Caleb had emailed me or texted me or something, and he said, hey, man, this thing is on sale. I really, really love it. You should grab one. Um, and I did. Like, I instantly just stopped what I was doing. I grabbed it just to see. And I said, hey, if it's, you know, if it's bad, I'll just send it back. But I think it's fantastic. I love it. The Bolt 250, uh, I think it's by Core. Um, another thing that Caleb introduced me to this year, and I've been wanting to use it for a while. I just haven't had the opportunity to. The few times I've gone to rent it from our local um rental house here it's been out uh but ronin uh the ronin s um i got to use it on a shoot with caleb we were at a football game i won't say the name of the team i don't think we're allowed to i don't know there's some weird rules we were shooting like a testimonial kind of documentary style shoot we got to be on the field which was really neat and um i operated the ronin s for a few hours and man that thing was incredible. I was really impressed with it. It was the first time I used that. 
And uh, it was the first time I used the small HD focus, um, which has been, which is really, really nice. I've used the small HD, like the, the five series and the seven series, kind of in a static mode, you know, either like on a tripod or, or a slider or things like that. But using it, uh, using the focus in, in particular, uh, I really saw the value of it. I love the little pivoting arm that it comes with. Um, it's it's really great, um, especially for something like that on a gimbal. Um, I think I'm going to pick one up for um, for our Ronin here. Uh, we have a Ronin M, uh, but it's a really, really great looking screen. Um, I pretty much just had um, focus peaking on the whole time and then my histogram just so I can check it constantly to make sure I was doing good. My exposure was great. Um, but it's a great monitor. I really recommend it. Um, that's the uh, small HD focus. And the Ronin S specifically was just a champ, man. Just, wow. Um, I love the feet on the bottom of it. I love that you can set it down and just kind of have it um, sit wherever you need to. And still operate it from the little joystick. The double tap action is really neat. And um, I just love, love, love the way it functions. It's, it's a great little device for sure. Ronin S by DJI. We did a couple of video shoots this year that I'm kind of proud of uh, for sure. And um, they're going to be releasing soon. Um, but I got I to gotta go on a little rant. I'm going to say the name of the company. I, I, hope, I hope I don't start anything with anybody. But I borrowed a slider, a, a Rhino slider, uh, from borrow lenses and man i set it up i was ready to rock and roll with it and i had a, it was a day before the shoots i was recording rehearsals it was great um and i just noticed just this massive amount of shaking on it and i couldn't figure it out save my life i'm looking everywhere i'm i'm cleaning the rods i'm checking out websites resetting things loosening things tightening things um, just going through the whole setup. I even contacted support and nothing, nothing changed. It was awful. In fact, at one point it got worse. I turned this thing over and I'm just done. Like, I'm like, I can't believe I rented this thing and it's not working well. I turned this thing over and on the very inside, like I'm, I'm with a flashlight trying to find all this stuff. There is like grass, like encrusted on the inside of these rollers. You just can't see from any other angle by, but by really taking a flashlight and looking at it really hard. And to be honest with you, we we opened it up, we cleaned it out, got it all smooth, and it didn't help. The footage was still shaky. Um, I kind of lived with it because we had so many other things going on. It was a seven camera shoot. And I needed to get on with directing the rest. Um, to be honest with you, during with all the movement, all the people in the crowd and whatnot, we were shooting. Um, at a certain point, I, I I kind of looked at it and it was like, you know what, it's it's good. I'm gonna use it really quick. It's gonna be a good sliding shot. And then by operator error, we had a little issue where um, somebody wasn't watching it. And the editors have seen it. I've had uh, two guys uh, editing it. And um, 
<sighs> Let's just say next time I'm gonna be standing right next to it. Um, but it could have been it could have been usable if we would have gotten somebody there. But I'm still disappointed with the slider itself. It wasn't the slider itself because I've used that slider before. It was just far lenses did not do a good job checking the quality of it before it came before it shipped out. So um, I stopped using them. I literally had something in the cart this week, and then I said, "Forget it. I'm just gonna buy it instead." I'm kind of disappointed in that. I I was hoping to rent stuff more from them, but that that's not the case. Anyway, another another slider that I used um, during the holidays was um, the Kessler um, Second Shooter Plus kit. It's it's older kit for sure. There's some things I don't like about it, like the Rhino. Still, to me, number one, ease of use is insane. Uh, it's great. The smoothness of it when when it's not, you know. When it's not stuffed with grass, or when it is quality controlled, it's great. Uh, the Kessler I rented because it's what our lo- one one of the shops that are local to us has it here, and um, it's old. They need to update it. Um, they need. To, uh, I don't know if there's an update. Maybe there is. I don't know. Uh, but I couldn't rent it. The the newest version. If there is one, I'm sorry, Kessler. I I don't know um i'll look it up eventually it worked great i i we actually what was funny is we didn't even do our we didn't use our film cameras use our production cameras for it and it was live we had it i had an sgi feed coming out of that thing and um we hooked it up to our switcher and everything and we actually used it um for our christmas production which was really really neat um this is different perspective it's just a nice motion to it and uh yeah you can see it a few times in in the actual program feed which is really cool directors really took it um it might have helped that i was on the comm going hey take this take this lighter shot take this lighter shot um but um you know it never talked back to us like a regular camera person no, i'm just kidding um but it, it was a good shot the kessler uh second shooter so that's kind of been i'm looking for a slider um i want to purchase one at some point an automated slider with you know with with programmable in and out points and and some easing and whatnot, but I haven't found one that's, you know, under five grand. I love, love, love um, the Rhino slider. Um, I'm looking forward to the Arc 2, and I know they're, they're, they changed the motor on the, uh, on the, the, the Evo slider. Um, so I'm looking forward to all that. It's just not coming. It's not out yet. You know, you can pre-order it, kind of. Um but it's just not out yet. You can, it's a Kickstarter right now. So I, I want it to come out. I want to see it. I want to, I want to rent it or borrow it or something from somebody that gets it. Um, I think they have so much potential with this thing. And I know they like, you know, people like to use them for time lapses and they use them for, um, you know, sliding on, on video for interviews, but man, this would be powerful for live production as well. Um, and I, I actually, I did use one with a robotic camera. I did this a f- sometime in 2018 it was a corporate event and it was in the round um but i set up the the rhino slider with um with a robotic camera a panasonic robotic camera on top of it and um you know i'm not a fan of the panasonic robotic cameras to be honest with you they they need image stabilization please get on that panasonic um the optics need to be upgraded i mean for the amount of money that they those things cost so much money um they should look so much better. 
Um, anyway, whole totally different rant. And if anybody knows me in my personal life, I'm not a big fan of Panasonic. Um, but but they do a lot of stuff. So we, we have it. And I use it on the road. And when I'm doing events, they, they pick Panasonic. It's, it's fine. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, it looked really good, though. Um, I used it a few times. I try to minimize the shake as much as possible. It was really tough. Um, but, um, but yeah, there was some wide shots and with the, with the people in the foreground sitting in their chairs and, um, and everybody, you know, on stage, you, you just have these moments where it was, um, it was really good or it just slid, it just slid by and, um, it looked so good. Anyway, um, sliders, not, not the ones you eat. The last thing that I have on my list is the Samsung T5. And no, it's not a phone or a TV or anything. It's a it's an SSD uh, portable hard drive. It is so I'm holding one in my hand right now. This thing is tiny. It's so tiny. Um it just feels like a beautiful uh aluminum device. There's like now that I look at it, there's not even a screw hole anywhere. I, I don't even know how to open this thing. You don't need to. It's an SSD. Um the one I'm holding in my hand is a 500 gigabyte hard drive. It's so fast. The only thing on it, there's no power or anything. It's a USB-C uh, plug. It comes with a USB-C to USB-A, like a regular USB uh, 3 um, plug on it. It also comes with another USB-C to USB-C plug, um, if you have that. Um, this thing is smoking fast. Um, I mean, smoking, smoking, smoking fast. I absolutely love it. I've literally, I've uh, dropped some uh, 4K proxies on this uh, and multicam off of my laptop with this and smooth as butter, smooth as butter. Um, I got the our music department here on, on these and um, I've now uh, gifted them two of these drives and I've had to replace the ones I had. Um, but uh, thanks, Nick. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, he loves them too. They just fall in love. And and the prices keep coming down and down and down and down. I mean, over the holidays, they were at a ridiculous price. And I was like, wow, these are great. Um, I didn't need any at the time, so I didn't buy. And then uh, last week when Nick came and, and grabbed one of my other drives, I had to go buy another one to replace it. And um, they were even lower than it was during the holidays. So I'm, I'm super, super stoked about um, SSD drives. Like, this is... Just years ago, 500 gigabytes on a regular spinning drive would have been so much money. First computer that I built, that that computer had 40, a 40 gigabyte hard drive. 40 gigabytes. That's it. That's all it had. 40 gigabytes. And I thought that was huge. Uh, it was ridiculous. I was I was editing on it. I mean, it was nuts. It that thing ran so hot, I literally had to have the case off. And I had massive fans on that thing. Had the case off. Yes, it was a Windows machine. I'm sorry. Just thinking about it, it was a 40 gig hard drive. The SD cards I use in in the Sony A7 III and the A7S uh, II that we have, um, they're 128 gigabyte SSD. Uh, you know, little flash drives. The 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 SD cards, and they record 4K video on them. They're they're smoking fast. My 40 gigabyte hard drive back. In the late 90s, uh, was spinning drive at 7,200 RPM, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. I like I, I can't believe it's it hasn't been that long, and here we are, and just 
amazing, amazing, amazing technology. Um, the Samsung T5, I, I just, I got to recommend it. It's like a hundred bucks for like a 500 gig hard drive. That it's, I'm just telling you, you need one. The first time you get an SSD drive, a portable drive like that, and you plug it in and you transfer a file, you'll, you won't go back to any other. Yeah. You, you won't go back to any of those. Oh, I got this three terabyte spinning drive. You know, most people don't know they have a spinning drive. I have a three terabyte drive I got for 80 bucks at, you know, at Best Buy or whatever. You're not going to go back to that. You got to taste the speed of this SSD. I mean, I'm telling you, you're really going to love it. Um, uh, I don't make commission off this. But if I did, I'm just kidding. Um, you, you just got to try uh, an SSD. Specifically the Samsung. It's so tiny. I have other ones too. Um, I'm going to pull them up here. I have a SanDisk, you know, the Ultras. Um, they're really, really great. Um, you got to have a dock for them or have a, have a you know, a little a tray for them that you plug in. Um, they're also great. Um, and we use them. I transfer. Uh, I have a, a couple of terabyte ones. Um, we use them to transfer huge files to to do our shows, our TV shows that we do. Um, but um, and in fact, I've got to transfer some um, in the morning. Our editors come in and pick it up. Um, but um, but these Samsung drives are so itty bitty. Um, you're just gonna love. It. They're so portable. I throw them in my bag all the time. I, I'll take files with me if I'm out of the office or from. When I'm when I'm off, quote unquote, um, I still take the work with me on those drives, and they're so tiny. I love them, and they're so fast, and I can work on them from wherever. They're 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 awesome. I love them, love them, love them, love them. Love them. Um, I keep I keep mentioning that um the the Sony A seven three, um we got one this year, and it 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 was like a. It was really random. I didn't think. That they would have it at our local. There's there's one camera shop in town left. Um, everyone knows it. Uh, it's here in Orlando. Everyone goes there. It's it's ridiculous. It really is. I wish we had something like a B and H or something. Or, um, but I I, li I literally called them. I couldn't find one online. They were like, hey, you know, reserve yours or whatever. I called them. And I said, hey, do you guys have any A7-3s in stock? I'm just taking a guess. And he goes, oh, I don't know. They've been going real fast. And he goes back, and he comes back on the phone, and he goes, hey, actually, we just got three today. Would you like to reserve one on the side? And I like, I, I was like, it's the new one, right? I just wanted to make sure <laughs> it was actually the a 7 and he's like, yeah, yeah, actually, absolutely. It's right here. So I was like, yes, please reserve it. I'll be right over. So, um, I mean, I, I had gotten approval for one already. I just hadn't pulled the trigger just because I, I really I couldn't find one online. Um, and I, I went over there. And sure enough, it's day 7-3, brand new in the box. Um, the only thing it didn't come with was the charger, uh, which I think it's weird. But for 2000 bucks, I mean, the camera is amazing amazing for two thousand dollars it's it's great i was talking to caleb about this like maybe last week and he said he had to pull out the a7s for for a shoot and he was trying to use autofocus on it and he just he goes man the a7 III autofocus spoiled me something like that maybe i'm just making it up K 
Caleb, I'm sorry. But man, it's a great camera. The touchscreen, um, um, the ergonomics of it, it's just a better build. The latch on the door for the SD cards, it's dual SD cards. Um, the battery life is amazing. Amazing on this camera. I love it. It's the same battery system they use in the A9. That's what it's called. The A9 and the A7R3. They use it in the A7 III. Um, this camera's smoking. It's 2000 bucks. It shoots all the, the, the profiles that you need. The, the autofocus system is fantastic. The quality is amazing. Um, the stills, you can shoot 24 megapixel stills. Um, and because of that sensor, you can punch in when you're doing a video uh, and do APS-C. Um, it, it's, it's everything I've wanted in a camera for so long. Um, I can't think of anything that, that's missing. Um, the only thing, I, it does great in low light too. If it did better in low light, I guess it would be cool. If it did 10-bit, maybe it'd be better. I don't know. I, I, I'm not hurting. It's great. The quality is fantastic. I, I don't know. If it did 4K60, I'd be like, there's no other reason for any other camera manufacturer to have a camera. I, I don't understand it. It's so good. Um, 30 minute record limit. That's you know, that's because of tariffs and all that junk and all that. I, I'm not gonna get, get into that stuff. Um that's you know, if you don't know, if you have a video camera, um, you have to pay a certain a certain rate uh, on import taxes or whatever it is. Um, but if it's a photo camera that just happens to shoot video, there's a limitation on it, but you can still call it a photo camera at that point and you pay less. So most of these manufacturers out, you know, they obviously shoot for that. Um, I don't know if it's changed. It looks like it's changed lately. Um, this, this is why, um, this is why I, I think it changed lately. The Sony a 6,500, which was, uh, sorry, 6,400 which was just announced uh, last week, I think, something like that, maybe the week before. Um, it has an unlimited record, and it's a small little camera, 900 bucks, something like that. Um, it's a really intriguing camera. Like, I'm thinking about buying it personally, just for personal use. It's a great camera. It takes E-mount. Uh, it's APS-C, but, you know, for, like, I have four kids, so, like, shooting stuff for the kids and just doing family stuff, it, it's a really camera but they don't have a record limit so i'm i'm assuming that something happened either with the tariff deal or or it's part of the new trade stuff i don't know um but yeah if it's a record if there was no record limit on the a7 III and we got 4k 60 and just for kicks and giggles put in the 10 bit or at least a 10 bit out of the hdmi either one either internal for uh 10 bit 4k 60 or or external Either way, there would be no reason for anyone else to have a camera in that range. Uh, the GH5 would be gone. Um, the Black Magic, the new camera that came out, I, you know, I'm sure it's nice. I haven't, I take it back. I've seen it. I haven't held one. I haven't, I haven't um, played with it. It was behind glass um, the last time I saw it. But, you know, maybe that would be better with the RAW and all that stuff. Uh, you know, what do I know? But, man, the A7 III such a good camera. And I can only imagine what's going to come with the A7S III. I mean, it's been so long. And and don't get me wrong, I love it. My, my A7S II, we still use it. I just did a two-camera shoot. 
um, last Wednesday. It's fantastic. I still love it. Low light is fantastic. Um, I had it on the side doing a, a you know little side pan on the side. Fantastic. Love it. But imagine the A7 III with 4K60, even better low light, uh, and 10-bit. Man. I mean, what a camera. What a camera. Speaking of low light, oh, man. I, I, I should have added this to the list. DJI came out with two things this year. I, I completely forgot about them. There's one that I've tried, and wow, did I fall in love with this thing. Um, the Mavic 2. The, Ma- the Mavic Mavic 2. Is it called the Mavic 2 Pro? Is that what it's called? It's just called Mavic 2. I don't know why. Anyway, uh the Mavic 2. What a what a what a great drone. Uh man, we got it here. I we rented it for Fall Festival. Um man, the image quality coming off of that that little tiny little thing. It's fantastic. I mean, granted, it's way bigger than the old Mavic camera. Um, they have a partnership with Hasselblad or bottom out, something like that. What a stinking great image. It just looked good. I mean, I, we're shooting at night and it's super hard. You know, yeah, okay, you shoot at night. You know, it's if everything's dark, it's great. We're shooting against a, a carnival, essentially. There's lights everywhere. Um, there's flashing lights. There's there's fire trucks. There's, you know, n- not because there was anything bad. Um, just community fire truck outreach kind of thing there's car lights going on and tractor and you know hay rides and all this stuff and then there's black right behind it and that's a really that's a that's a tough exposure for any camera let's be honest it's really tough i mean you know you either you either blow something out or or or, or you don't have enough light uh in the shadows things like that anyway um this drone did so well i was so impressed with it so impressed with it um i love it i really do um it's uh the mavic 2 pro or the mavic 2 whatever it's called the other dji product that i am so intrigued by is the osmo pocket um i've seen some sample footage of it um i think it looks great um and and i wasn't even into these things the last time we we sent a guy um i'm not gonna say what country it was but um it was very far away we were looking at the Osmo. I was going to send him with an Osmo, and I, I was like, "Man, I don't, I don't know." It's a lot of bad reviews online. And then I talked to Caleb. He's like, "Don't, don't do it." I know a guy, something like that. Um, so anyway, uh, we ended up going with the um, the Karma from the Karma kit from um, GoPro, and it's you know it's a little stick, little gimbal thing, and then you put the GoPro at the end, and it it, it was nice. Uh, the little package, you know, we had to stuff it all into the travel gear and all that that we sent out um, with the with the A7S and, and everything else, the lenses and everything. The footage came out remarkably well. I was really impressed with it. You know, I wish we would have gotten some better audio on it. it did, the audio we actually used for some of the interviews from the camera, which is uh, surprising, and it worked out. You know, we, we tweaked it in-house and made it sound presentable. Um, and then, you know, <sighs> GoPros, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. I, I don't see them lasting very long. They, they, they've kind of just... It's not like they're not innovating. It's just that there's so many other options out there. And I think that's... It's killing them right now. But this Osmo, with all the footage that I saw, looks even better. 
Um, I'm, you know, and I haven't looked at any reviews on like the comparison reviews, um, but just the reviews I've seen from it, I, I'm so impressed. It's so tiny. It looks so tiny. Philip Bloom promised to do a couple of reviews uh, coming up this year, and I'm looking forward to his reviews on it. Um, but he, in his uh, recap of 2018, he said the best of, gave all the awards and all that stuff that he does every year. Um, he gave it a, I think it was like most interesting thing. He loved it for the next missions trip. I, I think it's a, I think it's purchase worthy or rent worthy, whatever it is. Um, it's really cheap, but to have something like that, that you could just discreetly re be recording something. Um, it's one of those things that like, um, to have the image quality and to have the versatility and to have the travel sides of it. I, I am super looking forward to, um, to having this thing. That's, that's. Those are my favorite things right now. I'm, I'm really excited about the future of what's going on with gear, uh, what's going on with technology. I mean, uh, the computers that are out right now um, are great. They really are. Um, everyone with the iMac Pro that I that I know, um, they absolutely love it. Uh, we just got a new Mac Mini in-house. They love it. Um, everyone that has a, a new MacBook Pro, um, they either love it or they absolutely hate the stupid uh, keyboard and the connectivity, uh, but they think the 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 hardware is is fast, it's smoking fast. Um, so it can only get better. I, I'm I'm hoping. Here's hoping. Um, I'm still holding on to, to to my MacBook Pro. I have not updated, um, but it's getting old. It's a. I'm looking at it right now. It's a late 2013 uh, MacBook Pro Retina 15 inch. Uh, Core i7, 16 gigs of RAM, uh, terabyte SSD, uh, Intel, Iris graphics, and NVIDIA GeForce GT 750M. Um, it's 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 an old machine, but you couldn't tell. And I, I love it. I love this thing. I, you know, unless it dies on me, I'm not looking to change it. It's got HDMI out. It's got uh, Thunderbolt 2, two ports of that, two USB 3 ports. It's got MagSafe. Do you remember MagSafe? Oh, Maxi. I love it. I love it. Um, um, it has a headphone out. Um, the speakers are good. Now, I've, I have heard the newer MacBook Pros. They sound really good. But I don't use the speakers for anything. Most of the time, my laptop's muted. If I'm going to listen to something, I'm going to have my, my buds in or, or my in-ears in or, or cans or whatever. Um, so I don't need the speakers. I love this machine. It's fantastic. Um, my iMac uh, in the office is a late 2015 uh, Retina 27-inch uh, Core i7, 4 gigahertz. It's got 40 gigs of RAM. Um, I've got uh, my Promise Pegasus RAIDs. Um, it's fantastic. I, I have no complaints. Um, it can only get better. Um, and as we grow you know, here, um, I'm sure this will move down to, to the next um, person we get or whatever, and, and, and I'll be able to upgrade at some point. You know, I'm starting to feel a little bit, no no lie on the iMac, I'm starting to feel it. I don't know if it's the RAIDs or not, but I'm moving faster than the computer can handle, which I never like to feel at that point in my life. Man, I'm excited about all the stuff that's coming out this year. Um, we'll be doing a wireless transition this year. I know we haven't done it yet, um, but we're going to be... Um, we're going to be transitioning out of the um, 600 megahertz frequency range for our wireless microphones, uh, which was one of the reasons why I got the AVX system. We had the old Sennheiser sitting right in the 600s, um, so I needed I needed a solution, and the AVX was great for that. Yeah, there's a lot of things coming out. 
lot of things coming out. I'm I'm excited for NAB this year. Um, who knows what's gonna happen? Um, it could be another dead like last year, but or it could be amazing. Black Magic always drops like five thousand products at NAB and then release like two in the year. So we'll see how that goes. I don't get me wrong. I love Black Magic. I I do. Um, I've got a lot of their stuff. Um, I use their 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 monitor, their little seven inch monitor. Um, I have the web presenter. I have um, I use their video routers. They're they're fantastic. We have two uh, forty by forty video routers. They're they're great. What else do I? Have? Oh, a bunch of their converters. We have their converters everywhere. They're 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 awesome. But anyway, we'll see what happens in twenty nineteen. I'm super excited about the possibilities. I'm gonna try and do this show a little more. <laughs> It's so hard to find time. Um, like I said, we have uh, we have four kids, so it's just really tough um, to kind of break away, and uh, um, especially from my work schedule and then home schedule, it's just uh, it's a lot. Even if no one's listening to this thing, I mean, I, I mean, I know there's people listening. I can see the stats. Which thank you, thank you so much for listening. Um, but even if no one were were listening, I think it's a great exercise for me. It gets me speaking a little more. I was in my office today. Um, for most of the day, not speaking to anyone except for myself. But I, I was just, I was editing. I was working on uh, on paperwork. I was working on uh, upcoming events. We had to rent stuff for. I was emailing people. I was marking up um, print documents uh, with edits. Um, so I, you know, I it just I don't talk as much as I used to, and um, I want to get back into that. I want to I want to develop those skills a little more. Um, so hopefully this is uh, something that I continue to do on a regular basis. Um, next time I'll have a guest. Um, it's been hard uh, just kind of synchronizing schedules with everything. Um, the last show I had to wake up like extremely early and so did Caleb. Just to record that that first show, I, I pretty much woke him up <laughs> last time. But I'm going to try and get more people on the show. I've, I've already texted a few of, of the guys that I know that I, I really want to speak to. Um, I was going to have one guy on tonight. Um, but he uh, texted me that he had a um, he was mixing at a concert. It was awesome. He sent me a picture. It was great. He invited me to go out there. I just I couldn't um, tonight. I just I, not tonight. I'm gonna have a really good guest um, next time. Um, hopefully next week. Thanks for joining me on this journey, the Noisy Pixels podcast. Uh, I'll see you next time. <laughs>